Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. A shady website, your password. We just got. I hate it when that thing autoplays. What I also don't like is when the Justice Department tells us that transparency matters, when others tell us transparency matters, and we can't get it. Like we didn't get it from the affidavit. The release of the affidavit tells us absolutely nothing and also tells us that arguments made by the Biden administration or the Biden DOJ or the Biden FBI, isn't that how we describe these things now, doesn't get supported. Trump was, and his team were were speaking to you. Was the raid really necessary? Was it really necessary? Were the documents in question actually classified? Or were these declassified documents that still had the markings? I'm not saying, and I have never said, that the president should have documents, the former president should have documents that the former president shouldn't have. I don't make that claim. I think that claim is nuts. But it is equally radical to make the claim that the president can't declassify anything the president chooses anytime the president chooses to declassify it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, my people? 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. Anybody out there believe that the president isn't allowed to declassify? I'm not even making the argument that he did in this case. I don't have the answer for you. But it would seem, based on the affidavit, right, the affidavit being the information that would lead to a warrant, that the conversation was ongoing and that the idea that you knew there were serious uh, pieces of uh, documents, serious, serious uh, classified secrets at Mar-a-Lago in these unsecured places, that did not get spelled out in the affidavit. You could argue that what something got spelled out is that these boxes were in areas that people who maybe shouldn't be walking by could have walked by. You can make that argument. That's fine. But you cannot make the argument that the documents in and of themselves... We're talking about, for example, nuclear secrets. Wasn't that what we were told? It was nuclear secrets. Well, what... There's no mention of that in the affidavit because the affidavit is so heavily redacted. The affidavit is so redacted that a photo of the redacted affidavit looks like midnight. There is just nothing to see. So if they were going for how transparent they were, they failed and failed miserably. I mean failed in a huge, massive way. I was discussing this on News Nation over the weekend. And it was a, a, a it was a panel, it was a Democrat, David Carlucci, former New York State Senator. And I was like, I I I didn't know the dude. And I and so he spoke first. And I was like, oh, this is one of those conversations that it, it's it's not you're not you're not taking a position you're you're pretending to argue it that you know what what what, what we've got here is that uh, we need to trust the system and have faith in the system. What faith? What faith in the system? 
do you think people should have after what you did regarding Russia, Russia, Russia? You don't think that that matters? I think Russia, Russia, Russia matters quite a bit. I think it matters greatly what it is you did to people. And I think it's foolhardy to pretend that somehow it doesn't matter. It's like the people who are saying that uh, uh, giving uh, forgiveness on student loans, it's just like what happened in the Paycheck Protection Program. It is nothing at all like what happened in the Paycheck Protection Program. It's mythology. It's just making it up to try and have things fit your desire, your agenda, your wants. So I was on News Nation talking about this. And uh, this, this is how his conversation, this guy I was talking to, Carlucci, how his conversation ended and mine began. Things like that, I think that that's what we're looking for here, transparency, clarity, and so that people have trust in the system. Tony, what's your well, reaction? We, did, we didn't get any of that, and that's the problem. Uh, the affidavit that was released has so much redacted, we don't have an answer to questions. We don't know if, what Trump had regarding, for example, nuclear. I thought that was supposed to be a big part of the story. You look at people like Jonathan Turley, uh, uh, law professor, saying that if, if they thought they had the Goldilocks moments, that, that was his words. They found the exact right spot of redaction. It's not hitting anybody. They showed in this that Trump was indeed, and his team were indeed, speaking uh, with the FBI. Was this warrant actually necessary? And a warrant that engages the idea of looking for fruits of crime is not something that really comports with the Fourth Amendment talking about the items to be seized. No one makes the argument that if the president had things he shouldn't have, that's a problem. There is a question about whether or not the president indeed did declassify things. People can ask that question. I would love an answer to it. But the redacted affidavit doesn't show anything and doesn't give us anything about transparency. It gives us more questions and doubt in the DOJ and the FBI. I don't see how that isn't a completely factual response that everybody gets behind. Now, the Justice Department has come out today to say they've already reviewed the Trump documents. You mean... Before a special master could be put in place. A special master is a, is a term for somebody who's independent to look through the documents to see what should and shouldn't be there. Remember when they took the documents from Trump's home. And note, I don't argue that every document that Trump had is an, a document that should have been where it was. I make the argument that the warrant is remarkably suspect. The affidavit was not provided in a way that shows transparency. And trust in the FBI and the DOJ is very, very limited based on the idea of Russia, Russia, Russia. Very, very limited indeed. Can't be denied that the trust is gone. So Trump wanted a special master to go through things because some of those documents, he says, were protected by attorney-client privilege. Now, if the DOJ wants to make the claim that an American citizen isn't protected by uh, attorney-client privilege, when they decide they need to look at it anyway, the country's lost. 
Let's go and start with that as, as, as a basic, as, as a generalized theory. The country's lost. Attorney-client privilege doesn't exist when the DOJ decides, yeah, but. So Trump wanted a special master. Go through everything and what should and shouldn't be there. Now the Justice Department is stating, yeah, but we already went through everything. So, you know, whatevs. You already went through everything? You already checked things that maybe you shouldn't have been checking? Because after all, you didn't provide an actual list of everything you took. The inventory wasn't really an inventory. It was nonsense. So this gets more and more crazy by the second. According to the DOJ, they already reviewed the documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. And they identified, an, identified, and what I'm quoting here, limited set, unquote, of documents that could include information protected by attorney-client privilege. They identified. Am I to trust them? Again, am I to trust, are you to trust them? I keep trying to explain to people how important this concept of trust is. And they keep trying to tell me that that doesn't matter. You have to trust the FBI. No, I don't. No, I, no, I don't. They've proven their lack of trustworthiness. The DOJ has proven themselves untrustworthy. Wait till I get to this conversation about Nikki Haley and the IRS. Holy crap. Are they untrustworthy? You, you have people who want to tell you that you're wrong for noticing that. I'm not one of those people. The people who are wrong for noticing that are the woke folk who, do who want to pretend to dominate your social media feeds telling you that you're somehow a traitor or a semi-fascist or whatever else it is Joe Biden is saying these days to try and gin up and incite violence for the election. Oh, I'm sorry. Is no one talking about that but me? Well, I'll go through it. I will go through it. I will walk you down the primrose path, and then you will say, oh, damn, because, oh, damn. You think this talk about fascism? Oh, Republicans are fascists. Oh, no, I like conservative Republicans, but everyone else is a fascist, meaning anybody you want to jump into that group any time. And by the way, Democrats don't like conservative Republicans. They don't like conservatives. They, they don't like anybody who shouldn't want to interfere with their power. And anybody who disagrees with them is ergo and therefore a fascist. I mean, I've got, where, 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 where did I have that? I had Dana Bash, I, you know, from, uh, from CNN. I, 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 I have her asking these kinds of just radical questions governor I, wa I want to ask about something that president biden said during remarks at a closed dnc reception this past week he criticized what he called a quote extreme maga philosophy in your party he said quote it's almost like semi-fascism do you see semi-fascism in your party at all that's dana bash asking the question to governor chris sununu of new hampshire 
what, the president says it and, and now we're supposed to accept it? The only answer is uh, the president of the United States is a, is a doddering old man and he doesn't know what he's saying. There's no such thing as semi-fascist. I mean, I was asked to I was asked to define how would you define semi-fascist? And the only thing I could come up with, semi-fascist is when you're excited, but you still need a little more foreplay. That's the best I could do on semi-fascist. I don't know what I'm supposed to call the dang thing. How am I supposed to explain this to another human being? By the way, what did, what did uh, Sununu say? Horribly insulting. Uh, he, I mean, the fact that the president would go out and just insult half of America, because uh, effectively half America has votes Republican, half of America ultimately votes Democrat. You know, it, it swings a little bit one way or the other. But effectively call half of America semi-fascist um, because he's trying to stir up controversy. Um, he's trying to stir up this anti-Republican sentiment right before the election. Um, it's just, it's horribly inappropriate. It's insulting, and, and people should be insulted you don't by see- it. And he should- oh, this is the best. Should apologize. So you, you don't see any elements of that at all on your party? I see it all over the Democratic Party. You want to go to work there, Dana? I'll go to work with you, Dana Bash. I see it all over the communists that you elect, from Bernie Sanders to Elizabeth Warren to Ocasio-Cortez to Cory Bush to Pramila Jayapal to Rashida Tlaib to Ilhan Omar. I would say Mondaire Jones, but he just got voted out. But don't worry, Jamal Bowman is there to take up the slack. By the way, I didn't have that written down. I can do that one off the top of my head. But the purpose of calling people that is to incite the violence. I will get to that, as I said. In the meantime, the Justice Department, I think, is doing Trump a dirty. And that doesn't mean I think Trump did everything on the up and up. I can't describe this enough. If you ask me, I'm DeSantis 24. There you go. You needed to know, now you know. I am not Trump 24. I've been very honest from the word go. Trump was not my guy in 2016. Came to Indiana, my beloved Indiana, and Donald Trump put Ted Cruz in the trunk. And I said, all right, I've got Donald Trump or I've got uh, Hillary Clinton. Well, I know my answer. I wrote about it, an open letter to my kids. I went with the odds. I didn't know what Trump was going to give in 2016. You didn't either. You didn't either. Stop it. Don't you lie to me. And you know what I got? A lot of good policies. Not everything perfect and not everything executed perfectly, but a lot of good policies. And we should all be clear that Trump was a better president than Joe Biden at this stage of the game. There's not even a debate there. Feel free if you want to object. You'd be wrong, but whatever. But if you ask me what I want in 2024, if it's Trump or DeSantis, if we're going to use that as our conversation piece, uh, DeSantis. That doesn't change the fact that I think Trump's been done dirty on this warrant. That the DOJ has once again proven with the inability, the unwillingness to redact that they cannot be trusted. And they are so far from building the trust that the people who want to come out and say, well, you got to trust them. You got to. No, I don't. They have to build the trust and they're not doing it. I'm Tony Katz. I was going to hit this Biden story later, but then I came across this uh, this great bit of video, really great bit of audio, and I'm like, oh, 
Oh, it's just too, it's just too good to pass up. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. I was like, look, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna do this right here, we gotta we gotta do it right. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. And so somebody decided to do a supercut of Joe Biden. He he's trying to say exponentially, and he throws a D in there. Exponentially. 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 Oh, God, make it stop. Exponentially. I didn't mean to torture you like this. This is nuts. Now, I am pretty positive that what he wants to say is exponentially. But you can say that exponentially is an adverb done in a way that is best under the circumstances based on self-interest or what is advantageous. So I am going to go with, he doesn't know what he's saying. And that's that. That Joe Biden just decided, well, this must be the what the word's like. And because I was a senator or a vice president and now president, no one's going to correct me. And I'll just be wrong for, you know, forever. That'll be it. Man, don't be afraid to correct somebody. Sometimes they're just wrong. That's all there is to it. <sighs> Meanwhile, sports guys can say anything they want, but they're not immune from criticism. It's Stan Van Gundy. It's just dumb. Don't be comparing people to Jesus. Don't be calling people Nazis and everything will be okay. I'll explain coming up. This is Tony Katz today. Keep it here. I don't watch Euphoria. It's on HBO. Zendaya, Sydney Sweet, and you didn't know the name Sydney Sweet until Euphoria. And they were like, wait a second, is she attractive? Oh my God, is she naked? Is she attractive? And you get very confused. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833 Got Tony. Love to hear from you. 833 468 8669. Agree, disagree, have a thought, have an idea. Uh, we're here for you, Boo Bear. Well, Sydney Sweet gets a lot of press. Um, and 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 her press as as of late, uh, you know, people talking about her is she being a proper role model for kids? There's always that kind of nonsense. 
Um, but how about the fact that she's 24? Is she supposed to be a role model at 24? I mean, maybe it might take some time, and maybe that's not her job. Her job is to act, live her life, do her things. There's a story about her that she had thrown her mother a surprise party. It was a, it was a hoedown. I'm assuming that meant it was it was it was country, and maybe there were boots and hay and and a, and a brisket. And uh, she had hats made for the event, and the hats were done in the Trump trucker style, and it said "Make sixty great again" because her mom turning sixty. That's pretty sure that's what was was happening right there. And then, I guess a photo of this went out uh, in into the world and people got upset with her. People got upset that somebody else was wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt and how dare you? What do you mean how what, what's the what is the issue? What's the problem? What's the deal? You're celebrating your mom's birthday. You got a hat that says make 60 great again. People are having a good time. Well, the problem is, is that the woke scolds are never done scolding. They are never, ever done scolding you. They're never done attacking you. They're never done explaining to you why you're such a terrible bastard. You're not pious enough. You're not decent enough. You're not good enough. Based on whether or not you've done for them what it is they require you to do at that moment. Remember, for the woke, it changes by the hour. They have a different rule, a different scenario. Every single hour of every single day of every single week of every single month, it goes on from there. They change the rules anytime they want. You can't wear a hat that says make 60 great again? What a silly thing. What a silly, silly thing to say. You're going to yell at her for having a party for her mom? Good for her that she still likes her mom. Go have a party. Now, I ask you, when you want to make this claim, and I'm going to get into this in, in, in the next hour, this claim of, well, you know, the Republicans are nothing more than the party of fascists. I tell you, fascists, I say. <laughs> I'm assuming that's how they laugh. I'm, I'm assuming that that's how uh, they, they laugh and go about things. And then when, uh, when they're done. Please clap. I assume that's what it is. I assume that's how it goes. These scolds are so desirous to have full and complete and total control over you. 24-7, 365. Power, dominion. So why not bring pressure to an actress? How dare an actress be having a good time and loving her mom and having a playful take on Make America Great Again? Am I supposed to take it that her politics are X because she wears that hat? I would have no idea what her politics are. I'm thankful not to know. I'm exhausted by knowing everybody's politics at every second of the damn day. Now, I, I know what, what you're saying. Tony, we know your politics. We know your politics, Tony. We, we understand what, what you're about. I said, yeah, well, there's a difference. Honey badger don't care. It's not that. It is that that's what I'm paid for. I'm paid to engage these conversations.
And if you've been listening to the show over the days, weeks, months, years, you know we've, we, I, we've changed it. We do a, a lot more culture because, well, it's more fun. It matters more. You can't do politics 24-7, 365. You go crazy. I, the other day, on my morning show, uh, there was a story about uh, a, a competitive eater named Joey Chestnut, right? Famous in Indiana, famous across uh, the the country. He goes to Nathan's. He sets all the records. This year, he's he set a record for eating hot dogs while he was on crutches with like a broken foot. And a protester came up on stage and he choked out the protester while he was eating hot dogs competitively. That's a great American. And so he he's. He had it was part of a popcorn eating contest. And an article I read said that he had 32 24-ounce uh, servings of popcorn. And for whatever reason, they decided it was 48 pounds. And I was like, stop. Everyone just stop. There's no way that this guy ate 48 pounds of popcorn. How do you do the math? Oh, I had people, well, you got to, it's about volume. It's not about weight. And, you know, that's water and that's not popcorn. Popped or unpopped. I had to take off my shoes, get an abacus. It was a mess. It was a freaking mess. I got an email. Could you please talk about serious things? I don't want to hear about popcorn. Now, I must admit, I did not respond to the email because I did not have the words in a cordial enough way to be able to properly address the subject. Man, I talk about stuff 24-7, 365. It's okay to have a little bit of goofy popcorn talk. It's okay to take a breath and a beat. You don't have to be so angry about all of the things. Do not be them. Do not be the woke scolds who are so mad at Sydney Sweeney, an actress you don't even know who she is, you wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup for buying hats for her mom's 60th birthday party that said, make 60 great again. That's, that's hateful. Now it's a little different then uh, Stan Van Gundy, former uh, NBA coach. He used to coach uh, for the NBA. And Stan Van Gundy put out a tweet that said Republican logic. Well, what is what does he think Republican logic is? And uh, it's 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 an image of what, what I'm pretty sure is Jesus. Right? I, I'm can't say uh, I'm an expert. Can't say I'm an I'm an I'm an expert on 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 Jesus. All right. I mean, admittedly, we 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 gave him to you, and uh, you're welcome. No, no, happy to do it. We were happy to do it. You know, no, no takesies backsies. Uh, on behalf of the Jews, uh, you enjoy that. And so it's Jesus, and it reads Jesus's miracle of the loaves and fishes was a slap in the face to all the people who brought their own lunch. They're comparing this to student loan forgiveness, which, of course, loans don't get forgiven. The debt gets paid somehow. In this case, $10,000 or $20,000 for Pell Grants uh, would be paid for by you, me, and we, by us. I like to focus on the $10,000. 
you see, if, if, if you are wrong, if you're upset with uh, with having to pay off somebody else's student loan, well, then you're just ridiculous. You're just you're just silly. You should be thankful we have such an educated workforce. Well, let's start with this misnomer. That a college education means you're educated. It would depend on what the education was, wouldn't it? So, for example, if you have a degree in gender studies, I don't believe you have the kind of education that provides a value for society. I don't. You get angry with me all you want. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you say it, it must be true? I don't believe this to be true. Part of the problem of the pseudo-intellectual set, part of the problem of the elitist snob is that they actually believe it. A college degree does not make one educated. What's the matter? I can't read books and be good? The mind needs a book like a sword needs a whetstone. I know, I know. I don't often quote Game of Thrones. But, you know, in that case, it worked great. You don't need a college education to have an education. But they'll tell you only a college education means an education. They don't even care about anything else that you've done without the piece of paper from the approved spot. Well, Ed, huh, what kind of education do you think you have? True story? True story. Thought it was a true story. It is a true story. Stan Van Gundy thinks that this is rational. So is he mocking people who are upset, rightfully so, or is he comparing Biden to Jesus? Now, I don't know which one. I don't know which one. Uh, but this is a great example of the sports guys who think they can jump in on the political world and are just such remarkable schmucks. And then they get upset. How dare you say anything? Now, usually it's athletes who get upset about this. Uh, hey, they, my gosh, we were playing and they booed us. How dare they? What do you mean, how dare they? What, these people don't have minds? They want to see the competition. They don't want to know about everything in your life. Now, I don't believe in shut up and dribble. You are allowed to say whatever you want. You just have to deal with the ramifications of the actions. When I hear about, oh, who's the coach of Golden State? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. And he gets a political. He's got his own story, his own history, his own uh, uh, issues in history with, 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 with guns in America, et cetera. Am I to believe that he's right because he says something? No. Far off, far, uh, most of the time, he's wrong. I would sell him so. Does his position as a coach in the NBA somehow make him an intellectual? No. I'm not saying he couldn't be an intellectual. He could be a smart guy and just be wrong. But he doesn't have some kind of you know, he he doesn't have it all figured out. He isn't an, an, an expert because he coaches in the NBA, because he's got some celebrity, because he has some name cachet. That's not how it works. That would be like listening to Nicki Minaj or Taylor Swift or or pick your uh pick your actor. Is Dean Kane always right? Of course not. What silliness. What I find fascinating about the sports guys, though, is that they really believe they can swoop in because they feel something, right? They can just swoop right in because they feel something and say it as if it somehow has value. And they are sometimes stunned that they get checked. But what I have not seen from the vast majority of the sports guys 
is is that they learn from it. They get better at it. Stan Van Gundy doesn't give a good holy damn about what he tweeted out there. He doesn't care if anybody should think it blasphemous. He doesn't care that anybody uh, thinks he's comparing Biden to Jesus, and maybe he is for all I damn well know. He doesn't care that his argument is ignorant. He said, I showed them. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, I have no quarter for the sports guys. I really don't. The more I hear them get into politics, the more I'm like, would you just... You're the ones leading us to shut up and dribble. Yeah, they they are. Usually any people who are in sports radio or sports TV and they get political, say, oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Come study with me for an hour. Then maybe. Then maybe. But I don't tell them they can't. Just maybe you'd be better at it. I'm Tony Katz. I don't see myself upon that list. But she said, where do you want to go? Artemis is postponed. And Artemis is uh, a rocket, people. If you didn't know, NASA wants to go back to the moon. This would be an unmanned mission. Uh, It was, uh, it had like a two hour window that it could uh, work with. Uh, One of the uh, engines was unable to resolve a temperature problem. I thought it was a leak. I thought that's what they, they had. They had a leak, and they weren't able to figure out a, a, a way to make it uh, stop. Uh, it was a hydrogen leak in the engines and a crack in the thermal protection system. But they, oh, they resolved those, and then they had the temperature issue. So I don't think they have everything resolved. So we'll see if they launch again. And then this news that Honda and LG are building a $4.4 billion electric vehicle battery plant in the U.S. Good. Now, I can't, I I admit to you, I'm not an expert on on these, these batteries. Have they said where they're going to build it? They, their plan is expected to begin mass production of advanced lithium ion batteries by the end of 2025. But the question is, where? Because I don't have the, the, the where. Honda has manufacturing in Ohio, Alabama, and my beloved Indiana, where I believe all this stuff uh, should go. More and more has to be built right here in the U.S. Everybody gets it. Everybody knows it. More and more has to be built right here. Can't trust you can't trust uh, China on this. Do you really want to leave this to others? For where places where technology can easily be stolen? No. You want it to be here. You want this to be amongst us. So I'm happy to see it. Now the question is, where does it go? Uh, let the battle begin. The official location has not yet been finalized according to the Nikkei or according to Nikkei, the companies are considering Ohio. No. The last thing we want to do is consider Ohio. That's just nuts. I'm not anti-Ohio, by the way. I'm, 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 I'm fine. I had this whole conversation with my brother, the good Dr. Katz, about what I think about Ohio, living so close to, close to Ohio. And I'm like, Ohio's fine. Ohio doesn't bother me. 
The whole the Ohio State University thing, I don't get that. Yeah, it's like Miami, the U. No, 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 it's not the U. It's it's the University of Miami. Or is it Miami University? It's the University of Miami, right? Yeah, it's not Miami University. Miami University of Ohio. See that? That's how you bring it all together. That's how you do it. The Ohio State University. Just stop it. Your mascot's a Buckeye. Maybe just bring it down a peg. Just keep beating Michigan and everything will be good. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.